Hey, I'm Dr. T, and this is That's Totally Normal, a podcast dedicated to explaining what's happening to your body during puberty. On this episode, female puberty. As with our last episode, we'll be talking about physical changes that occur during puberty, this time for those who are born with female body parts. However, we acknowledge that body parts do not define your gender identity. I will be using the term female strictly to refer to the expected development for someone born with traditional female genitalia. Another important point I want to make right away. Everyone is different. Some will start puberty sooner or later, while others will experience things a little out of sequence, and that's okay. If you ever have any questions, you can discuss with your doctor. Now let's talk body changes. Breasts, periods, pubic hair, all milestones on the beautiful path toward adulthood. Am I right? It's really odd, but, and your hormones are growing, like, they're having a party, so, like, they're just like, let's go crazy, and so, but it's not that bad, um, but I, like, it's not fun. Meh, all right, it's not always beautiful, but it is a huge time for change and growth. So where should we start? Here's a question I actually get quite a bit. It says, At school, it seems like all the girls have started to get boobs, and I haven't yet. Why am I so far behind, and will I ever get them? I know it can be frustrating to not know exactly when things will start to change. So let me give you a quick overview. For those born with female body parts, puberty is a four-year time frame when your body develops characteristics that are essential for reproduction, or making a baby. Let's face it. All animals need to reproduce to survive, so puberty is actually a huge deal from an evolutionary standpoint. So while it can feel like everything is changing with your body, there's actually a common theme here. Babies. Ovaries start releasing eggs, which, when combined with sperm, create a baby. Every month, the uterus generates a fresh bed of tissue for that hypothetical baby to stick to. Or, in normal terms, you have a period every month. And the reason that breasts grow is because they are bulking up with mammary tissue that can eventually produce milk to feed a newborn baby. See how everything in puberty is actually tied together? And break. What's all this baby talk? Here's the thing. We can't discuss puberty without addressing the obvious. Specifically, that these body changes are equipping you with the potential to make babies and help the human species survive. But really, there are so many other factors that go into the decision to have or to not have a baby. So even though much of this discussion will be about reproduction, it doesn't mean that you should, that you need to at all, or that not ever having a baby means that you are failing as a human. Let's face it, the human species is doing just fine without everyone making babies. The point of this baby talk is just to put puberty in perspective of evolution and why it even exists in the first place. Now, let's get back to the wonderful world of puberty. When can you expect this remarkable transformation? On average, puberty usually starts around the age of 10 for those with female body parts, though anywhere between the ages of 8 and 12 is still absolutely normal. It all depends on a carefully choreographed release of different hormones, most of which we'll talk about in future episodes, and everyone is a little different. For now, the main hormone to know about is estrogen. Estrogen is primarily released from the ovaries and is responsible for lots of things that happen during puberty, including breast development, which is the first outward sign of puberty. 
So as it relates to our question at the start of the show, it's possible that this individual hasn't yet started puberty or that they haven't noticed the small changes that actually symbolize breast development. When I say breast development, it doesn't mean that you'll wake up one morning with fully grown breasts. For me, like I've always had, I guess, smaller breasts than like, not the average, but like than my classmates, I guess. And like, I'm okay with it. In fact, the official sign that puberty has started is just a slight raise in your nipple. And this is called a breast bud. The entire breast development process is actually very slow, taking years for your breasts to reach their adult size, appearance, and shape. So let's pause and talk a little bit more about this. First, breast size. Generally, the size of the breasts will be genetic, meaning that there are some markers in your DNA that determine how small or large your breasts will be. But regardless of adult size, almost every breast will have adequate ducts and glands to produce milk for a baby. So whether you're a double A or a double D, your breasts are just fine. It's also important to note that one breast might be larger than the other, and that's okay. Second, breast appearance. As your breasts grow during puberty, you might notice the nipples and the area around them, which are called the areolas, getting a little larger. Here's something that even a lot of adults don't know. There are these little bumps that develop on the areolas. They're called Montgomery glands, and their purpose is actually to secrete natural oils that keep your nipples clean and healthy. So these little bumps, totally normal and totally healthy. Lastly, breast shape. Shape will largely be determined by what's inside your breasts, mainly fat, ducts, glands, and fibrous tissue. It's a fantastic idea for you to get to know your breast tissue, especially as you get older. You can do this by gently palpating each breast once a month, usually using the opposite hand to feel for anything abnormal. Remember, breast tissue varies from person to person, so sometimes the breasts will feel fatty, sinewy, uneven, or knobby. Your breast tissue is uniquely your own. But hold on, before we get to the menstrual cycle, which is also known as your period, there are a few other things that happen. So to recap, first we have breast buds, which usually come in around the age of 10. About a year later, growth will occur again, but this time it's your height. That's right, the female growth spurt generally happens around the age of 11, meaning that you will seem to be growing taller very quickly. Like, I know I've been self-conscious about, like, not my voice, but, like, how tall am I and stuff like that. And it's, like, like not in a bad way, but people don't really care. It's also around this time that your androgens step up and start producing hair in the private area. Pubic hair generally starts as a few darker, thick hairs on the mons pubis, another term for the front of the pubic bone, but eventually becomes a larger collection of thick hair that extends to the inner thighs. As with most things related to puberty, it takes some time, usually a few years, for the hair to reach adult status. So let's get back to that estrogen. For the first couple of years, estrogen levels are slowly building in the body. You may not notice right away, but that estrogen is also causing your hips to get a little bit wider and is directing fat to be stored in your butt, upper legs, and hips. In case you needed that reminder, the purpose of puberty is to prepare females for conceiving and delivering a baby. So wider hips allow that baby to come out. One other thing estrogen is doing is that it's signaling to even more hormones in the body to prepare for the big event. That's right, menstruation. Over the course of about two to two and a half years, 
starting around the time of breast bud development. Estrogen is sending signals to lots of other parts of the body, including parts of the brain that release even more hormones. The two you should know about are luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone, but we'll make it easy and call them LH and FSH. Together, estrogen, LH, and FSH do a delicate dance of balancing and increasing levels until everything is just right. And menstruation, or a period, is the result of perfect coordination. Honestly, it's quite a bit more complicated than that, but we'll discuss further and introduce you to progesterone in a future episode. And one of the major things that's triggered by all of these hormones is your period. It was funny because I always wanted to get my period because everyone already had it. And then as soon as I, like a couple months into it, I was like, why did I want this? I still feel like that sometimes. But let's break down exactly what's happening during a period. In basic terms, it's bleeding from your vagina. But where does the blood come from and why? Let's pretend you're getting ready for a good night's sleep. You have the choice of a freshly cleaned, fluffy, and spacious bed to sleep in, or an old mattress with broken springs and no pillows and only a tiny blanket to cover up with. Which bed would you choose? Sure, you could pick the older bed, but to get the best sleep, you would likely go for the fresh bed. That's kind of the idea behind a period. The inside of your uterus is like a bed for a fetus, or what we call a baby that's growing inside of a uterus. It likes to keep fresh tissue and a good blood supply available so that if given the opportunity, it can help that fetus grow strong and healthy. But like most things, the longer that that tissue and blood vessels sit on the inside of the uterus, the less fresh they become. At some point, the body decides, we need to freshen up in here, and that's your period. It's the old cushioning from the inside of the uterus being flushed out through the vagina. Once again, the whole point from an evolutionary standpoint is to prepare a female to make a baby, despite the fact that we have to suffer through hundreds of periods when we aren't even wanting or planning to have a baby. Fortunately, the body tries to make periods as predictable as possible. Menstruation generally happens on a scheduled cycle, meaning the same thing over and over and over again, around the same time. Most cycles are 28 days though normal can be anywhere from 21 to 45 days. Isn't that a huge range? It's crazy, but it's true. So don't expect the length of your cycle to be exactly the same as your friends. It can also take a couple of years for all the hormones to perfectly sync up. So until that time, your period cycle can be a little off. But how can we talk about a period without talking about cramps? Ah, uh, yes. The process of changing the uterine lining requires a little force. Cramps at least in part, are from the muscles in the uterus squeezing and contracting to get rid of all that extra blood and tissue. Ugh. And ouch. I feel like a couple days before you start, you get like kind of, I mean, I get back pain and a little like stomach pain, I guess, or cramps as people call it. I get pain in my back a lot, which I, maybe it's just me. It makes you feel really lazy, in my opinion. Like, I don't feel like doing anything all day. Understanding where the blood comes from can also help us understand why you might sometimes have other fluids coming out of the vagina. Brown fluid or discharge is usually dried blood rather than the bright red blood of your period. It can come before or at the end of a period, but it's absolutely normal. So remember where we started? Breast buds. 
and about four years later, puberty's complete. Full breasts, full pubic hair, periods, and cramps. That's a lot of change in a pretty darn short amount of time. But you've got this. Just remember, when puberty seems like it's spiraling out of control, your body actually has things pretty much in order. So don't worry. Trust it and know that what you're going through is absolutely, totally normal. Before we go, I want to thank you all for listening to That's Totally Normal. If you ever have any questions for me, submit them via my website, on Seeker's social media, or write to us at that's totally normal at seeker.com. Remember, everything is completely anonymous, which means we won't use your name on the show. However, if you are really concerned about something going on or think you need medical attention, please talk to a doctor, a parent, or an adult that you feel safe talking to. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate it. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I want to thank Bogie for her thoughts on today's topic. Bogie is an ambassador for Amaze. Amaze takes the awkward out of sex ed. Real info in fun, animated videos that give you all the answers you actually want to know about sex, your body, and relationships. Visit amaze.org for videos on puberty, sexual orientation, gender identity, healthy relationships, and more. That's Totally Normal is a podcast created by Seeker and Tracks. The show is hosted and written by me, Dr. Tessa Commerce. Emily Feld is our producer. Caroline Roth, Brian Simagala, and Matt Morales are our Seeker producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Ross. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner and Brian Pendergast. Thanks for listening. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.